Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. Welcome back to Candyland. We have a very special guest tonight and of course my beautiful co-host Gemini and we're so excited to bring in this guest in this perspective of a previous episode that we recorded called Homegirl. So if you haven't listened to Homegirl, go listen to Homegirl before listening to this. Gemini. When people usually first find our podcast, like I'm telling people about the podcast, I'm always like, you should go and listen to the episode Homegirl, because I feel like that's where we met and where we like really started having like our own dynamic and relationship. And then I met Juber on that trip too. And it like, it's like she co-signed on our love. (laughs) We had a good time with you. Honestly, I'm really glad that the crazy girl, homegirl hooked all that up because let's throw it all the way back to a woman that we knew through our communities. We'll just call her homegirl. She had the intentions of bringing us out to Utah and kept asking. It's not like we go around and ask strangers, Hey, you live in Utah. I really want to go there. Can I come there? It's not like I do that. It's when people are like, Oh my gosh, we do so much fun stuff here. I mean, like we go out in the desert, we ride ATVs, we have fun. We we look at stars. We can look at the full moon. You know, all these these things that trigger me. And I'm like, <laughs> these are my happy places. Like, let's go. And out of nowhere, they bring you out to their home state and act like a literal psycho. But then meanwhile, they brought your co-host to your best friend and your other best friend to the same place. Gemini, Juber. Juber, how do you feel I, about this? I just want to know, Gemini, are you triggered by the word ATV? <laughs> no but as as Paige was talking about like oh like oh we do all this type of stuff out here you should come out here I just remember me being like dang you know how to do that I love that you know how to do that and then when she finally lost her shit she was like and I hate that you say I know how to do stuff here I don't know how to do stuff but the whole time she's telling us how she was raised in this tiny like Moab is not a big town in Utah that's where we were away from like airports and everything else and like bitch you organized the fucking trip so what do you mean you're mad because I'm over here like oh you know how to do all of this stuff that's like outside of our comfort zone and it's a fucking compliment it's not like I was like being rude it was actually I thought really cool because like obviously we grew up around like farms and trees and not any of that Mm -hmm. I was excited for someone to like invite me and my best friend and then surprise me with Gemini which if you haven't seen the video you can scroll down on my Instagram and there's a reel of me and Jube literally shocked like we have (laughs) the same reaction we have the same reaction which is just sealed how close me and her are because we were literally shocked when you were there when I woke up and the girl woke me up like it was Christmas morning y'all like it felt wholesome it was like she was like hey what are you all doing I was like sleeping and then we just (laughs) and then she was like 
um, we're cooking or I'm cooking breakfast. And I said, okay, I'll be down a little bit. She said, I kind of need you to come down there now. <laughs> and I, and then we were like, you want us to come now? And she was like, yeah. So we just both got up. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, we're at someone's house and they're telling us to get up. I mean, I wasn't sure. And we came downstairs and you were there. I was literally shocked. I felt like there was something sketchy about waking up in the morning. Like she, like it felt rushed and pushed. Like I need your asses up now. But I was like, maybe she's just excited that we're here and she wants to hang out now. So, you know, she's being pushy. And then I walked down those stairs and I saw your red hair and I knew who you were. And my mouth just dropped. I was like, how the fuck is she here right now? So I have two things to say about, about this so far where we are in the story. So first of all, when I got there, when, when we got from the airport, she told me you guys were sleeping and I'm texting Brian and Brian's like, you need to check on the girls. Like you're going to a state that you don't know. And you're just being told that your friend is sleeping. And so in my mind, I'm thinking of like my true crime self. And so I'm like, I wanted to see you sleep just to make sure that like you weren't a corpse and so when she was like yeah like we can I was like I was like oh they're in this room right here and she's like yeah and she's like you can check in on them so I opened the door both of you were fucking passed the fuck out <laughs> out, and you're like little like whatever sports thing you were wearing or whatever and your mouths are wide the fuck open and I just remember Paige was like a fucking crack in with her mouth open and I was like oh and I closed the door and went downstairs and it was a good like 15 or 20 minutes that she's like I don't know what we should do and I was like they can sleep and she's like I don't know what we should do and the second thing I wanted to say is that for you Juber I think that what was so fucking dope is that you and Paige already like had this friendship and like you make plans when you're going to be going on a trip and like the things that you're going to do and the bonding time that you're going to have and there was not one point on that trip that I felt like I had crashed in on what you guys had planned together or that there was like a damn, like I wish Gemini hadn't just like popped in. Like we could have planned this. It was literally like meeting. It it felt like we had been establishing a friendship just as much as me and Paige had, even though we didn't know each other. Yeah, no, it was immediate connection, immediate like bonding. We're here to have a good time. And we were there was a good one time. person that just did not want that to happen. And it wasn't any of us. So Which I is- need to know from your guys' perspective again, now that we're talking about this again, what type of trip did you guys plan for this to be? Like when Homegirl was like, y'all are going to be coming out here to Utah. What was the vibe? What were you expecting? I just want to say not that, but like (laughs) the complete opposite of that. Um, I was expecting more nature, more nature, uh, less arguing and drinking. I was expecting no drinking, actually. And I'm not like a hypocrite. Y'all like I'll drink a little wine or a margarita, but I don't go on a trip and think, let's go to the liquor store. I don't ever go to the liquor store. Like if I neither, she came with it packed in her bag from home. That's what I was saying, though, that she's not on vacation. She's at the crib. She's she's doing her thing. So I think that I didn't expect that. And that was where a lot of the disconnect was for me, not for the reason being like when you drink, you're not motivated to go on a hike at 8 a.m. Like I thought we were going to catch like a sunset a sunrise I thought we were like gonna go out and see the stars in the desert I thought we were gonna like do more like journeying and like show and tell of like this is 
Utah because I've been on trips before with people that I did not know before that trip and just flew to these people. And this girl, Amber, showed me around Arizona. We went like every direction, like three hours away from her house in two different directions. She showed me a lot of really cool stuff. We went hiking, like we had a good time. You know what I mean? So my expectation was that this was going to be a really good time. Someone was inviting me to their home. This would be like the third time that I've done something like that. Met a, a female that I've been FaceTiming, snapping, talking to nonstop. I mean, me and homegirl had like a 150 day Snapchat streak. If I can, you and I have never had a Snapchat streak. I had a Snapchat streak with her too. She had a Snapchat yeah. streak with her because we use Snapchat. So everybody thinks Snapchat's a red flag can <laughs> fuck off because I like Snapchat and that's all I got to say about Snapchat. But we both had streaks with her. Yeah. Both were talking to her in a group chat. Like we had like all this momentum of like, we're doing this. Like I wasn't talking to you about it. Which is weird, you know, that you were coming, but I wasn't talking to you about it at all. But then you and her also had a thing going where you talked all the time and she was all excited on both ends. So like, I did not expect her to flip out like that. And alcohol has to be the reason. I keep trying to think about like why she flipped out. And when I think about it, like, cause we were all just talking before this, I made the joke that like I put makeup on because last time that I was with you fucking hoes, I was set up to look like a homeless bum. And that's because when homegirl was having me plan it, like, obviously I'm not talking to you about anything. So I'm not like, oh, you're packing 43 fucking outfits and six pairs of shoes. Wow, I better step my game up. Like none of this shit was even in mind. So she tells me it's a spiritual retreat to bring jeans, a hoodie and a fucking pair of like hiking boots and let's go. And so I do and then knowing that we're going to be like hiking and shit and I'm thinking headaches I buy these like obnoxiously fucking bug eye sunglasses and they're awful and all of the pictures I'm just like so frustrated because you guys are hella cute and I'm like oh the only thing I can have to hide up the fact that like I look like this is these big ass sunglasses that just look worse and then afterwards when I like say something to Paige she's like Oh, yeah, I should have told you those were not a vibe. I just met you, though. I didn't want to be mean and be like, I had just met you in real life. I didn't know you were going to be there. You think I'm going to be like, the sunglasses you bought are ugly. I hope so. (laughs) I hope that you're like, you took me to the, we went to the store together. You should have been like, baby girl, these things cannot be on your face. We went to the grocery store. I know they have sunglasses and you could have been like, Jim, you need to get a pair of these bitches. You can't be walking around. I... The I'm fact that you weren't embarrassed is so cool. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. We got that girl in our pictures because, you know, and she's rocking a contrary cherry beanie. I mean, this woman was acting like... And a coven sweater. She's got a coven of reject sweatshirt on. She's got multiple beanies on. We're all wearing them at one point. Like, we're having a good yeah. time, y'all. Like, we're, I think we're being inclusive. I brought her presents. I brought her a pair of house shoes, all kinds of stuff. Like... I was very grateful to be there and I just thought it was going to be a lot different. Like I've never had a grown woman in her mid thirties invite me to their home and not be on point when I got there. I've had other mid 30 year old women, <laughs> like friends and people like visited and it's been fun. But like, if we needed to get our own transportation, that should have been spoken on. If we needed to do all of these things, like that should have been spoken on. And I think that 
she didn't know how to host she maybe knew how to plan but like the acting it out like less planning and more hosting and she was just like buck wild you all like she was like mad that me and Jackie were our clothes were matching or something one day I don't (laughs) remember what it was so let's go in like order of events for everybody listening and like for Juber too for like recalling things because so we get there we have that moment where like you guys come downstairs you see me Juber was just as shocked and I remember being in that moment like why is she so surprised she looks excited to see me I don't know who that is (laughs) um and then so we all like we pack up the car everything's so good we stop by her friend's house real quick we're all in the car she goes in to say hi everything is so good her friend comes out and meets us she's so excited we're all on our drive down there. I don't remember being a single issue. I remember my first red flag was when we were pulling into Utah or into Moab and she made the comment of like, we're probably going to see her exes while we're down there. Everything that happens on the trip, don't be telling um, her husband when we go back to the house. And that's like, that's my first red flag. What about for you guys? Well, that was definitely a red flag. What also like also happened on the way is when she asked me to drive. Oh yeah. She asked me to drive or she asked, she said she was tired of driving and started saying how tired she was. You know, she didn't sleep at all. She worked a full shift. So then it started becoming like, look at all this stuff I'm doing for you. I'm so tired. And like, I'm a, I'm a solver. Like I'm a fixer. If you're telling me there's a problem, I'm going to show you how to fix that problem. And then we're going to move on and we're not playing victim anymore over the problem. We're going to establish new frequency. And like everybody sitting here knows that. And that's why Jim and I look at her, my protege, the the queen of the cult, she's over here popping her shit. But whenever she first got that reading, I gave her real things that she could work through and look at her now. People don't take their advice and like run with it. This First red flag for me was when she planned this trip with us 75 days ago, but about 15 days ago got married and didn't know the man 75 days ago. And at this point, I've got like a 75 day streak with her, which went all the way up to like 150, which was like several months at this point that we planned this trip. And, you know, I I really appreciated the surprise because I would only do something that extensive for someone I really care about. Like I would do that for Jackie or you or like someone that is close to me in a way that like, I think they deserve something like that. But because I would like, you know, I like to send that energy out. But at the same time, like I would have never done all that stuff that she had done for people I didn't know. So that was a little red flag for me because when we like after I, you know, not that I was upset, but I was just thinking like, why does she, she started going in and out of waves that next morning, like in not being like as friendly as I felt like she was in the beginning. So I was like, this, this girl seems a little bossy or something, but I was just going with it and just like, whatever. But like when she asked me or asked somebody to drive and I volunteered, cause you were like, oh, I don't want to drive. Jackie didn't need to drive. So I basically had went ahead and 
like volunteered. And then she didn't even mention that in Utah, they just don't fix the roads. And I'm dead ass. If you all think we have potholes here, you need to go to Utah or New Orleans because both of them motherfuckers have the worst roads you've ever been on. This literally said broken pavement. They put a sign up that said mother earth had cracked. They're not fixing it. And it was a huge crack. It wasn't just like we're driving over roads still. This was a crack literally through the road. Am I it was a piece of road missing out like a chunk missing and had we hit that we would have either the car could have flipped because that tire would have gotten stuck inside of the thing or at the very least we would have popped the front and the back tires and fucked her car not to mention you're driving a stranger's car in a strange place that i yeah i've driven utah because i had been to utah the year prior and i love utah and i'll totally go back but this was a totally different ball game when she takes you out in the middle of the desert where it isn't city roads and it isn't like population a lot and the roads are fucked like mother earth is just like well there's no road here there's a mountain (laughs) and it drive over it if you want you need to have a jeep you need to have something big you need to have big ass tires of course she just drives like what i don't know like a kia something suv i don't know it was something like that not sure i just know it wasn't a big truck and i felt like she didn't even warn me that the roads could be like that she wasn't even like okay well the roads are different out in the desert or yeah but it wasn't it wasn't the lack of warning it was the fact that when you came up to that spot and you swerved the car by the way i didn't feel in danger for my life did you feel in danger for your life juber no not with Paige driving no i didn't feel in danger when but the way that homegirl reacted homegirl's reaction was like you had almost just wrecked her fucking car because you are a reckless bitch and how dare you be drifting around the mountain. Mm-hmm. She was very passive aggressive at that point, I would say. But yeah. Well, she did snap at you. That was like the first time. She, like she- yeah. Another she- red flag that I remember is when me and Juber said we had to pee and she was like, we're not going to stop. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I remember that. Damn, that's so crazy because like I forget all of these little details. Like I forget that our drive there, the second we got in the car is when she um started commenting. You remember Juber how she said that she paid like all this money for the vape pen that she had like given me or whatever and Paige was asking her questions and she's like like 30 bucks and she's like no, it was more. And Paige is eventually up to like 70 fucking bucks and the broad's like, yeah, it was around there. And I'm sitting back here like 70 fucking bucks. There's you no got way. me a, like, there's no way. In Michigan, they're 10 no. for a hundred if anybody's listening. <laughs> I, I was just like, dang friend, like you could have hooked me up. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one in here getting down. You could have made it a good adventure. So anyways, um, that's, I remember that. And I also remember that she kept on wanting, she kept on saying that she would pay for the gas and Paige would be like, no, like we're going to cash app you right now. And so the three of us amongst each other would have to like cash app. We also, every one single time of, we did too, because I wasn't letting anybody. We also bought all of her drinks and snacks. Like Paige did. and I, or you, like all of us would go in and we would go in and buy her whatever snacks and drinks she wanted the whole time. 
She was like really passive aggressive about money and kept saying that we would add it up at the end. And I was like, absolutely not. I pay for stuff and I like to pay people's way. If you get around me, I'll be like, we're going on a trip next April. They're like, where? I'm like, Bali. And they're, and they're like, I can't. And I'm like, it's paid for. I'm trying to get Gemini to do all kinds of stuff. But she's a mommy, so I can't. I can't get her to do as much, but you know what you all, this was like a once in a lifetime thing, us coming together, like in the sense of like a woman, we do not know brought us together. And then we get there and she's acting like Texas Chainsaw Massacre driver. And she's like, basically like, I'll wreck this whole motherfucker right now. So we, we get there, right. We go to the grocery store. Um, I thought that the groceries, she kept branching off and doing her own thing and she didn't have patience for us. The groceries was two, two, two total as well. Sure was. Um, and then we went to go to the Airbnb and it was a fucking tiny house. And I <laughs> it was a tiny house. This bitch had talked about how like... sorry. No, go ahead. She had just talked about how there was a hot tub and all this shit, like at the house, and how like we had fire pit access. And so then we get there. And the fire pit is just a little fucking circle fire pit that got brought up to the porch that wasn't even there when we got there. And the hot tub is like a communal, like apartment complex, hot tub and pool. And I was like, you made me pay extra for that. Like, I'm not going to go and soak in there. And every night she wanted to go to the hot tub. And I was like, listen, I like you guys do what you want, but I'm not marinating in all those people's juices. I've seen DIY cleanings on TikTok. I know they don't fucking clean the hot tub. Absolutely not. I'm not getting in that hot tub where all these random people in this tiny little camping community are staying. When especially when next door they had like 30 people packed in this one next to us that I have no idea <laughs> where these people are even standing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Getting in that hot tub. And I was so mad that we, yeah, that we paid extra for, I'm sorry, what? That we paid tub. extra for hot tub access and we paid extra for the fire pit. And we oh. got reminded every single fucking night to use that fire pit. And we're the only motherfuckers that used it. She would never sit out there with us at all. She'd be like, it's freezing. It's cold. It was like, it's basically like a, a crisp kind of spring morning or whatever. It would heat up, but it wasn't like cold, cold. Especially with the fire pit, it was chill, like with a blanket. She'd be out there like, I'm freezing. I'm going in. And then just like constantly hitting her vape, constantly whining about something, constantly bringing up the fact that, I don't know pretty much anything that she was driving that she was doing all the work that she'd been doing all this so then Gemini starts cooking for everybody because Gemini likes to cook her family owns a food truck she's popping her shit and I was loving it I love to be treated like a child and be able to like someone cook and and make my plate and bring it over and like just be really nice it was great I felt like you were mothering all of us I was having a good time I was enjoying it well then she's like Next thing you know, they're upstairs in the loft where Gemini and her were sleeping. Keep in mind, there happened to be a random butcher knife by Gemini's bed that was under the bed that she discovered um, later. So I don't really know what the energy of this place was, but let's just say that that's extra detail that no one knows. That's a secret detail. So there was this knife up there anyways. But then one night she's like yelling 
at Gemini because Gemini is serving us and treating me like a child or a baby or treating me this way. And, and she doesn't understand why like Gemini is doing all this work. And now she's been doing all this work. And like Gemini's like, I'm making food for everyone. Like she's justifying. She's like, you know, no, we're having a good time. Like we want you to have a good time. Like she's trying to defuse this lady. She's all hell bent on vodka acting a fucking fool. And then we hear her all of a sudden yelling loudly upstairs. So then Jim and I start yelling <laughs> instantly. And then like now she's yelling. So me and Jackie wake up and she's like, are they fighting? And I'm like, I think so. So I open the door. We hear it. The girl runs out, leaves, gets in her car and just bounces. So then of course, Jim and I comes down. She's like, are you all up? And we're like, hell yeah. Like that was loud as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and we all laid in my, our bed because me and Jupiter were sharing a bed and like she was mad that we're we're sharing a bed but the thing is, is like me and Jupiter the only people that knew each other and like we've slept in the bed together several times so it'd be different like there's only three beds in this motherfucker you know what I mean like there's a photo that's what I thought was weird is like she and I weren't sharing the same bed but we're sharing the loft there's only one bed somebody one of you was supposed to sleep on the small little couch instead of sleeping in a bed like what do you mean it was set up as a two-person room you guys absolutely I didn't feel any kind of way about it I didn't feel left out anytime that I wanted to just come on into your room I come on into your room I think that she did have a personality though where like I was very like I am just a comfortable person of being like we're friends so I'm walking in this bitch and like I'm about to see what you're doing and maybe for her like she just didn't have the capability I think of like making those connections maybe because she was drunk and she was judging herself but she didn't put herself into positions of like I'm going to force my friendship upon you mm -hmm. and well, you know when you feel uncomfortable yelling isn't the solution. Yeah. The next thing, though, is, like, when she came back from all that, and we didn't know she was even coming back, so, like, Gemini starts calling her husband and telling him, and he's like, well, I could drive and come get you all, like, I told you you shouldn't go, this is bad, I knew this girl was crazy, then she discovers there's a knife beside her bed, and I'm like, okay, the universe is, like, there's something going on here, I'm like, I'm working through, like, we're working through big stuff right here, like, you know, and I think that is what solidified our friendship, we, can't, we went into a survival mode of, like, this girl could leave us in the desert in in moab utah the only place to get a rental is for an atv or for a jeep and that's it like you can't rent a car and drive it out of the desert like you rent something you return it that's it like there's no like other option in the desert and that was fucked up because that wasn't just like we could get an uber and like we can get out of this situation it was like no nah, there's no uber there's no cab there's no one driving you out of this desert right now and so for gemini's husband to be close and actually care and we didn't have to call no one back home I was like it's a good trip now I'm feeling safer so then I felt ultimately safer right Jackie oh I felt so much safer okay so I just am like kind of giggling at like going back down memory lane because I feel like that like that argument was like what caused the trauma on the trip for me the most and it was because I so there's so many points to this so first of all I was shocked that she even started yelling because I thought that she was sad so when she was upstairs she was like texting and she was really quiet and I thought that she was sad and so I was trying to ask her like what was wrong and then she just starts going off about how you know 
we look like bad bitches online, but then here I am cooking and here we are cleaning. And so I remember being like, bad bitches don't cook and clean. And that for her was like, she, she probably had this like whole speech in her mind. And then when I was sarcastic in response, instead of being like, please don't be upset with me. She like, didn't know how I think to respond, but I, when she had left the first time, because she went out the first time and we came downstairs and I talked to you guys. And that was when she was like um, talking shit. Her thing was that I was like cooking and whatever. And you guys wore matching outfits and you guys packed super cute and she didn't pack cute. And we're excluding her because we're... I'm making dinner and I'm serving Paige and I'm like, I'm making dinner for everybody. So, so when she left that first time I came downstairs and I talked to you guys, but then I called Brian and I was talking to him because at that point, like it had already been like, we had yelled at each other to the point that like, I wanted to fight her at that point. So then she left right before she got her ass beat, which is what always happened. And then, so I'm talking to Brian and I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I just can't fall asleep. Like, that's just so much adrenaline. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know if she's coming back tonight. I don't want to be asleep if she comes back tonight. And so then when she came back, it had been a couple of hours. I didn't say anything. I was just laying there. And I was talking to Brian on the phone. And she comes upstairs and she just is like, you fucking waited up for me. And... <laughs> Then I hear, so like, now I'm mad. I'm hearing her. And then I hear Brian, am I on speaker? Tell her this is a bad idea. She should go to bed. Just go to sleep, lady. Like, this is not going to end. And like, so Brian's over here in my ear talking to her when she's not on speakerphone, trying to deescalate the situation. And now I'm yelling at her. And so then when she left again, she took her fucking keys with her. <laughs> And so all of us were like, what do we do? And I think she said, like, you guys can find your own way home or something like that. And we were like, what do we do? When she left and said that, my mind was actually blown. I was like, you're going to invite people across the country to come stay with you. And you're going to up and leave us. It was intense because that's when it became real for me. Whenever I, like, looked at like the options we had and there wasn't any yeah. and I was like I don't have anyone who's willing to travel or fly across the country all the way to Utah and rent a car and drive three hours out into the desert from the airport the nearest airport and come get Brian me. said he would bail me out we talked about that that night too these these conversations that escalated from like just a, a trip that was supposed to just be me and Juber and like I was really glad Jim and I was there because she was making it a lot easier to like meditate like meditate and understand because it was like well we have a backup plan bitch and I'll punch you in the face <laughs> and me and Juber were just kind of like Jim and I who's taking the lead on this one. So then I got on Airbnb because these two were freaking out about where we're going to stay and I just booked because we had a few days to go back to her house after being at the tiny house. So the first night we flew in, it was super late. It was probably like 1130 when we landed because mm -hmm. our flight got delayed. And then we landed and I guess, I don't know what time she picked Gemini up, but it was early, right? It was like 630. 
So she had to drive because she doesn't live near the airport. Like she said, she lives like an hour from the airport. And we had to commute back to her house. Our flight was late. She had started a new job. She'd met a guy like two months ago and married him like after knowing him. So there was some red flags in her personal life more than like anything. And I think that, you know, as women that are growing in things, it is harder to make friends. So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt that like they know what's best for their own life. And if I don't need to get involved, like, you know, I'm not going to encourage bad behavior, but I really didn't know this girl well enough to be like, wow, boo, that's crazy. Like, if out of nowhere, Juber was like, I'm marrying this guy I met three weeks ago, then yeah, I'd probably have to get a lot of detector tests. But <laughs> at the same time, like, I just felt like, okay, you know, she knows what's best for her. I'm not really sure what that is, but I'm just going to let her do her thing. <laughs> and, you know, at the same time, I think that there was a lot of energy with him at home all of a sudden that like before the trip wasn't planned or he hadn't been planned, but the trip had been planned. <laughs> the trip had more thought than this marriage. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd be shocked if they're still together. And I say that in good faith. Like, I don't wish bad. Hopefully, they're madly in love and living their best life. But the way that she acted about him was even weirder. Like, don't tell my husband anything that happens on this trip. Instantly went and saw a dude and was like, yeah, I used to fuck him. Like, girl, sis, I don't care, baby. You're like, 35 years old and that's tacky I do not care like I, I don't care unless I'm hollering at dude while we're in Moab and I'm like wow he's so hot yeah that's when you can throw in I fucked him dude was not cute very scary weird <laughs> I'm not sure not cute at all see I never met her husband in person but I saw him on FaceTime like because her and I FaceTimed and um I heard like when she would call him in the car and I even overheard like when she would have him on speaker and she'd be complaining to him during the trip or whatever and he was never anything but like nice like I, I just thought that he sounded like a really nice person and I thought he was really respectful whatever he wanted to support her and her things and that's the way that like it came across so my issue it wasn't even with her husband even though she came and she just started saying the most random stuff about their relationship one morning and was like like she was trying to be open with us and that might have been the morning after the argument like when everybody started like no, it was the morning after we first got there. Do you remember that morning we all kind of talked and we were like, you seemed really upset last night, like the moment, the day that we arrived. And she's like, I'd been so tired. And then we're all sitting there and she talked about how they're trying to get pregnant. And she was talking about how her husband does all these drug runs for motorcycle gangs and like all this shit and how his name is Dirt. And she's Dirt's old lady. <laughs> Dirt's old lady. <laughs> let's just say that this lady definitely needs therapy on a deep level scale and out of all the energy and like connection that we had she really came in through Gemini's podcast and what I think is funny is she said she found Gemini on TikTok which led her to me which led her to Bunny and I thought that was a crazy sequence because then she became a super Jelly Roll and Bunny fan 
during all of this. And I thought for sure the fact that she went and got VIP and did the meet and greet at Jelly Roll's concert that like she had been around or like actually like liked Jelly Roll prior to this. So, so that was something else maybe that we were bonding on. But no, later while we were there, she tells me that she found Gemini on TikTok, which led her to me, which led her to Bunny and Jelly Roll. And I thought that was crazy. All I know is I think I still got PTSD. Um, didn't you get yelled at one morning, Juber? Is this for when she said I was being too nice? She yeah, didn't. you fucking was... nice little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life has anybody told me that I'm annoyed and you're too nice. And you're not even fake nice. Like, like your your sincerity is there. I mean, I just thought we were there to have a good time, and I was trying to have a good time, and she wouldn't let any of us have a good time. That was the most controlling that I've ever felt on a trip. I felt so controlled. I felt like I was, like, 16, and I had rules, and she made the rules. <laughs> And it was that uh, everybody's going to be in a shit mood. Well, no, we weren't in a shit mood, though. She wanted us to be in a shit mood. At the time that she would snap, we created a text thread called <laughs> Survivors. And this is insider information. And we're still surviving. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still using it. Once you bond over death, because we haven't even got to the real oh, near-death experiences, because all of this has happened already, right? All of this has already happened. And then one day we wake up and she said, today's the day we're going on the ATV. <laughs> I talked to my dad. <laughs> I talked to my dad and we're going on the ATV today. It's only $300 a person and we're getting to go for free. So, you know me, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to go. Like something that's normally 300, I'm definitely trying to go. So basically I decide I'm, we're going and Gemini's like, I'll stay here. I don't want to go. Um, you know, it's, it's just not for me. It's not working. I don't even like things like this. And so then the lady, after yelling at us for two days, it's our last night, day at the cabin, the last night at the cabin. And then we have like one night at her house or something. No, it was two nights. It was several nights. We had the Airbnb yeah. for two. Mm -hmm. So it was two more nights that we were supposed to go back and stay at her house three nights at the cabin and then the one night of transport which jim and i didn't really get that night of transport that we got but thank goddess <laughs> needless to say it was a whole mackerel of events and then on that third day of christmas she said we're gonna go on this atv it's normally 1200 and we're gonna go i've been doing this my whole life I grew up, I had birth on an ATV. I brought my seven-year-old <laughs> yeah. I brought my seven-year-old and when he was on there, I would never put my kid in danger. I've been doing this. This is my dad's company. You're going to get to meet my dad. Her dad was super nice, by the way. Her dad was really Shout cool. Shout out, dad. He was cool. So Shout out, daddy. It was one of those things and a little old thing. And we did the thing and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Go ahead. I'll let y'all talk about it. Cause I, Jackie got up front. I mean, honestly, you said PTSD earlier. I have two moments that I think I have PTSD from that trip. And that is one of them. One out of two right there. I mean, I was so, 
honestly, when I'm that scared, sometimes all I can do is giggle through it. And you, Jim and I were in the back seat giving the fucking best commentary I've ever heard in my entire life that just kept me giggling even more. So I just like laughed through my fear because that's all I could do at the point in the front seat. But the fact that we were driving, <laughs> I felt like I was in my own personal um, nightmare. Hell. But yeah, I mean, the, how we did die, I don't know. Okay, I do so not know. Poor God. I'm going to tell the story the right way for y'all spill the beans on the, on the climax. <laughs> We're on this and I'm telling you all, you're on the side of the mountain. You should look it up on YouTube. It's called the hell's gates and there's the devil's hell's revenge hell's revenge and there's something mm-hmm. called the hell's gates there there's something called the devil's hot tub there and there's also something called um I, now i went but i'll think of it there's another trail there that you can also look up but you just look up moab utah trails atv on youtube and it's going to pull up this trail because it's like the massive main trail he's on and so at the same time that there is all of this going on we have a tour guide but she's like oh no you don't need the goggles take a blanket you could get some gloves if you want I'm not getting any uh I'm wearing sunglasses like they're basically trying to give us all this gear that you need you very well fucking need and I should have known better to think that I could use you know um sunglasses when you're out in a fucking dusty rocky losing eye trail I don't know why the fuck I believed like that after at this point but at the same time, when you hear someone talking about, like, I literally took my seven-year-old son on this. I've been doing my thing my whole life. I've never not done this. She acted like she basically owned an ATV, but, like, I know she's never owned one. So her dad and her uncle own the tour company in Moab. So, like, her people really do do it like this. Like, if her dad was driving, it probably would have been different. But she had probably not drove one in fucking years, y'all. And she literally acted like it was muscle memory. Like, she knew this, like, the back of her hand. And the whole fucking trail, I kept looking at the people in front of us because we were in the back. So the tour guide couldn't see us. And these trails, like, if you swing off to the left too far or to the right too far, you're dead. Period. There's not a lot of wiggle room and there's definitely a, a level of, I would think, expertise, but they rent these to anyone who has that $300. These kids in front of us acted like they knew what they were doing. They at least knew their life was on the line and they at least looked like they knew like somewhat. But when I found out when we got off and we took a break that they had never drove them before ever, I was like, why are we sliding everywhere? They look like spider monkeys and I swear <laughs> we were sliding backwards at one point. We slid all the way down a hill, which was scary as fuck. And this bitch had us in two wheel drive when you damn well need four wheel drive. And that is what you're supposed to have. And this bitch had us in two wheel drive for this entire fucking trail. And this trail gets talked about like on like the most daredevil podcast, like the sports extreme sports. This is what the fuck this shit is. I'm shocked that anyone in their right mind gives these people insurance to allow strangers from wherever the fuck drive these with a safety waiver whoever their lawyer is definitely like was oj simpson's lawyer because what the fuck that shit is not like just like oh i'm just gonna pop my shit and 
do this. Like I would have been scared shitless. If we would have got back there and we would have went up that first hill, there's nowhere to turn around. Once you're on it, it's one way. There's one way in it and one way out of it. And I think that's what's scary. That's what really scared me. And then when we got to the top and literally you can, you're up in the clouds and we're at the top of these mountains. And I'm thinking, how the fuck did we get up here? I was just like, literally like, I really wish there was a bathroom up here. Cause I'm fucking scared. <laughs> you're forgetting to mention the part that it was fucking dark. So, so, okay. Bitch. I didn't want to go on this fucking trip. I told you guys, I kept looking up YouTube videos. The people who own the coffee company that sponsor me, it's literally named after extreme trail. Like it's, um, lost trail. it's lost trail coffee. And they're, so they have a flavor called hell's revenge. It is named after that. So, and, um, one of them used to be a tour guide for jeeping and so i contacted them about this thing and they're like do not go on this trail so i'm trying to tell you guys like it's but i was like i kept showing you youtube videos and she kept on arguing anybody can go on these they let anybody go on these like it whatever and so we go there to pages point like they're trying to give us helmets and goggles and gloves and they're telling us to make sure we've got our blankets and our coats and she's like you don't need goggles you don't need gloves um at one point I don't think she wore a helmet she didn't have her helmet and we start on the trail and like it was literally the sun was going down and she like, you're not exaggerating. I mean, you are about her giving birth on the ATV, but she is saying like her speech to all of us is how like she's had her son on these and she's like getting annoyed that I'm panicking in the back and like literally sweat through the gloves. And I say me, cause like, I understand that you guys had your own fears, but in an outside perspective, you guys looked like you were just ready for the adventure. You were ready to have fun. And I think that everybody was handling the traumatic event differently. And like you guys were like just along for the ride and you're going to just enjoy it. Cause if you're dying, you're going to die with a smile. And my thing was like, you have my life in your hands and I want you to think that you're the baddest bitch. And like, be so proud of yourself and be doing a good job. So I'm in the back seat, just like you fucking go Glen Coco. Like I'm freaking out back there, man. It was scary. And like, honestly, when I tell people to look up these trails, <laughs> they're like, holy fuck, that's scary as fuck. But literally like there is a little bit of everything going on. And I would have probably felt safer inside of a Jeep being inside of an ATV was not it. I kept like mentally preparing, like I kept imagining rolling down the side and like mentally preparing for like, if that happened, like where to like hang on to or whatever inside, because I was, I was so scared. Like these rocks were, I'm like shaking talking about it. These rocks were straight up and down and this was our final night. So we already knew that she was drinking during the day and at night and there'd already been that argument. And it was just like, the only reason that I said yes to finally going is because it was the only way for her to not be unhinged with everybody. Yeah. She was definitely popping her shit, but I 
didn't think that it would be like how it was because she had us in two wheel drive and it would have been better and safer if we would have been in four wheel drive. So all I can really think about is not only did this bitch drink vodka, she put us in two wheel drive and acted like a fucking crazy bitch. And then afterwards literally was like, I don't even want to tell you all. And then after we got back, he told everyone to take it out of four wheel drive and put it back in two wheel drive. And then that's when she realized she even through all the bullshit, she hadn't drove one in so long she didn't even look at the switch to see if it was on or off and obviously none of us have ATVs or have grown up around ATVs I'm speaking for everyone um because I just assumed that they gave us an older one because we weren't paying and that it was slipping like the transmission and it was slipping which was causing us to slip around that's what I assumed which would make sense because if you rip a transmission out of something it's not going to pull a boat or like really fuck around and pull weight like it should like a truck or something so I'm smart with cars and that's just what I assumed I was definitely not even considering that she had us in two-wheel drive the whole time because I literally thought to myself like why is this like this because they were slinging up that hill and we were falling backwards down this really steep hill y'all and it's not just a hill you're like on the side of a mountain and they're like oh these things are like you know they're born to do this that's what they do that's that's all they do you know that's what she kept saying and like she really gaslighted us there was rocks like when I say boulders I mean fucking boulders and you're expected to go over and under and like between and like do all this crazy stuff and they go back there when it's raining like it's some scary shit she was talking about they go out there under the full moon and drive out there in dark time and drink and then come back out which is nuts to me she was telling me how many people do how much like partying back there and they have parties remember when she was saying all that like trying to say like it's safe like we're out here at pitch black like act like she was out there every weekend or something and like what's crazy is she had met that guy and I think brought him out to Moab like in between our trip there so it was like she went back there and I just don't think she really wanted to go again I think she was so anxious to take us there because she hadn't been there for a while but then she takes her husband there to like show everybody she got married like that's what I like another red flag when I'm when we're talking about this in an analytical way because like why would you say like I just took, brought my husband out here and introduced him to my dad and all these people but don't tell him any of my old friends that we visit while I'm here well yeah and the people that she introduced us to all seemed normal. Like her dad seemed really nice. Her friends that owned that restaurant were so sweet and their restaurant was so beautiful and I loved it so much. And I forget the name of it. I forgot the name of it too, but it had the best. I gave them a review. Ever. I did too. They were in, the restaurant was incredible and the food was so good. And, um, dad was really nice had her dad been driving us yeah they seemed so nice she was just a broken soul um what is your theory about what happened the night that um fuck what was it I feel like there was something with like counterfeit money yeah well she we can go in there but she had counterfeit money and that's what I thought she's just fucking weird I don't know why she did the thing she did y'all like it just kept getting weirder when she had to go make random trips to go see her friends and then I was like this is just doing that's what it was yeah and that's then she, what it like, was back with a fake hundred dollar bill and said that we yeah. it to her and I'm like no one gave you that and then she's like yeah you did and it's fine I'll just take care of it and like <laughs> 
She went there twice because she went there and was like, I'm going to get a picture of this fake, you know, that's what it was, was she used $100, gave $100 to her friend. And then that had been money that had been given to her for like groceries or whatever when we split it. And so then she was accusing of giving fake money and she just wanted to get the picture and then she wanted to come back and then be like, nope, I'm going to go back there and take care of it. And I'm like, if you're going to cheat on your husband, just say that. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like she made that whole story up so she could come back and be madder at us and have a reason to storm off and leave again. Y'all, every single night, this girl would storm off and leave. And then the place that we were staying was like a cabin place. And it was like these little A-frame cabins. Like they were cute. Like they were big enough for like two, three people comfortably. And if two people are having sex, it'd be more comfortable. Cause like, it was like a space where it was like a couple and some kids. It wasn't like, you know what I mean though? Like two people who are together. That's what I meant. Like a relationship, not like a friend trip. This wasn't You're like- You're gonna hear everything. If people are banging it out in that little cabin, you're gonna hear everything. Why does it have to be loud? It could just be a little dun to dun Because <laughs> it was made of wood. It's gonna be like, like- it wasn't like that. It was new. It was newer. It wasn't old. It was just like one of those things that was totally like not big enough for for grown people who don't know each other really. The kitchen was like a half a limb and you know, Jim and I was trying to cook like five star meals and stuffed mushrooms and oh my God, do all kinds of cool stuff. And like we were having a good time. I thought everybody was having a good time. So to hear that she wasn't having a good time and then continue to project that for the next couple of days, I wasn't letting it fuck up like my trip, but she definitely was being extra where she was like making her presence like the main dominant like everything's about me so then we're we're all walking on eggshells because we know damn well she can leave us in here but we need her to take her us with her and we can leave from her house or we can leave from wherever so then we'll go into I went ahead and got an Airbnb because these bitches were stripping and I was like hell no I'm just gonna find one I'm just gonna book it now when we leave here don't even worry about us having to go back to her house because that was both of y'all's fears like oh my god we'll have to go back to her house if we don't have somewhere to go so I was just like whatever so for about a day and a half before the ATV ride I knew that we already had an Airbnb but I kept it on the lowdown and we didn't tell her and then uh, we went on the ATV and she tried to kill us. And then we came back and I was like, the last thing I need her to know is like, we got this Airbnb tomorrow. Like when we leave here that we can check in there and that we need her to take us and drop us off. Like it was like maybe 30 minutes away from her house, but close to the airport and like not right on top of the airport. So we could still get some like Salt Lake City vibes. So basically I get this Airbnb and on the way... Like on the, like the next morning, we're literally packing up the car and she thinks we're going back to her house with her for two days. Like, that's, what's really weird is that she was about to try to take us back to her house with her for two more days and still think we're relying on her to go to the airport. We're about to meet her husband and her son, who's like 11 or 12 years old. Like, that's weird to me. Like you're literally thinking we're going back to your house with you so then that next morning we don't know how to tell her but we didn't want to wait until we got in the car because of how mad she got last time in the car so I was like we're not going to tell her yet but then Jim and I was like well like you know whatever what like we, we didn't know what to do so I was just like everybody kind of was doing their thing and I just walked outside I was like hey can I talk to you and just like hey I just want you to know that like we need we're, we need to be dropped off like at our Airbnb like we're not 
going to your house with you. And she was like, what? You mean I bought all those groceries and then like went into this whole thing about groceries and like all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I was like, I just feel like, you know, we don't want to be in your, like, we don't want to, you know, upset you anymore. And we don't want to like take up all your time. We know that you felt like we were like wearing you out. You know, I know you have the next two days off work. I just want you to like be able to rest. And like, I thought that like it would diffuse because like, why would you want us to go back to your house when you in three days have told us you were going to leave us every single day? Then you took us out in the middle of the desert on ATV and acted like this was your literal like, like writing with your hand or reading for you and you almost fucking kill us and you think you've done fine because we lived but we literally could have just spun off the side because we are not in four-wheel drive we're on pavement we're on like pavement like no we're We're on fucking rocks yeah it was so bad um and then fuck what was it it was our plan was for us to still, like, if she still wanted to get together while we were there, like, we all were like, you know, if you want to hang out and do something, that's fine. We're just not going to stay at your house. Like, we don't want to have to rely on you. Or we're just going to figure it out. We don't want to be like a burden anymore. I think, like, to me, I thought maybe we'll still, like, go do dinner with you. But then, like, we have, you know, we Uber back to the house or whatever. And so when we went out, we all went out to breakfast. And at this point, she already knew that, you know, we were going to have an Airbnb. We're all having breakfast. I felt like pressure's off. I don't have to go back home with you. Now I can just hang out because I'm not feeling uncomfortable. And so we were all like being nice and just having a good time and not being weird anymore. And that like really upset her. And she took that as like being really fake. And I remember that she waited. I think you and I went to the bathroom and then she got upset with Paige at breakfast. Yeah, she waited till we went to the bathroom. To... That's what I thought. And then when I, she she kept going, her problem was with you, Paige. And I think that Juber and I were just collateral damage in that. I think that she really, she really had a problem with you. Which is so why. weird because like, you're the one that invited me out here. I'm the one that basically insinuated this whole trip. Like if, if it wouldn't have been for me, you wouldn't have been there. You know, like you said before, you would have never went there if she just invited you to come hang out with her. But she was literally like buying all this Coven of Rejects uh, stuff. She bought several beanies from me, but she never booked a reading with me. Did she ever book a reading with you? I think I got, I think, no, I don't, I don't remember. I don't think that she ever did actually. I think that she only ever bought merch. See, like, that's what's weird to me is like, it was like, the weirdest energy from her because like I never actually tapped into her energy or never really like asked about any of that and I thought that was weird because it was like I don't know what her deal is or what like what it was and honestly like I mean I invited Juber and then she invited you only because I was coming so it was like maybe because she made the trip all about me that when I got there she was jealous or like feeling some type of way because I didn't make so the, the invite the invite came from you and from her. So like you guys coordinated this trip or whatever and then both of you invited me to come out there and I told you I'm not going to be able to make it work and I told her absolutely don't tell Paige. Oh, so she didn't plan that? She I'm the one who planned to come out and surprise you. But she didn't plan that, but she had to like organize getting me from the airport behind the scenes and keep a secret. 
Well, I just always like that makes a little more sense because I always wondered like why did this strange woman want to surprise me like that? Like why did she go out of her way? So now it makes sense that you asked to do it as a surprise because she invited you to. That makes sense. I mean, she just like weirded me the fuck out. And like after like the first time when we tried to defuse the situation after she yelled at everyone before the ATV before the trip really got going and we all sat there that next like afternoon or morning and we're like how can we have a good day today like we just woke up and she literally looked at Jackie and told her she didn't like how nice she was and was like just being really mean to Jackie so then I got kind of like like you know defensive or whatever and it just became like animosity because she never really wanted to make it work it was like she wanted to come there and try to divide up our friendship like she wanted to come there and put us under all this like hostile stress environment to like break up friendships and like only women who are miserable do that and we've had several of those women in our life this year and they're always always late 30s early 40s and 50s and I'm sorry, but like, even when I'm 40, 50, 60 and got wrinkles and bags and whatever the fuck I got, I'm still going to be a bad bitch. And I'm definitely not going to start drama with bitches who have more going on than me. I'm going to take some fucking notes because if my old ass can be showed up at this point, then you need to be humble yourself. And a lot of these women like have this weird animosity because they're like, they start out as fans and then they want to become friends like they're just buying merch or they're doing this or doing that like you're not even a client at this point you're a fan and then you want to act weird and like honestly I don't know what it is but like a lot of people start getting like oddly obsessed with bunny and they're obsessed with the fact that like I know bunny and it's like it makes them feel like because they actually physically talk to someone who you know has her phone number she actually accepted my friend request on her personal page so fuck all y'all hoes and the next thing is like that was today so it's kind of monumental but <laughs> the moral of this story is like I never use that for clout and I never even ask her for anything so the fact that people like idolize certain situations it's like creates weird animosity and like never once do I make anyone think that I feel like I'm better than them like I'm all about giving people the exact tools and resources I used and watching you do your thing with them because just because like I did this with them doesn't mean I'm gonna gatekeep it and think that you shouldn't get to do that with your own skills or your own potential so if you know me and you've been around me like you know that for sure like I say all the time, Gemini straight doubled my TikTok followers and I give zero fucks. Like I give zero energy to TikTok where that used to be like my main thing. But at the same time, like if I don't feel it, I don't feel it. I'm not here competing with people. They don't get my content if I don't feel like making content. So it's like at the same time, a lot of people have lost sight of like what it is to be a content creator and a fucking human person. So like you can idolize who people are and then meet them and be like, okay, they're not for me, but you probably shouldn't literally invite them out to your home and like let them be across the country from where they live or you drive your happy ugly ass across the country to come visit and then start shit because it's not just one person it's been a lot of people and that's weird to me because I know for a fact like a lot of these people were acting like they were having the time of their fucking life planning this organizing this oh it's no problem it's great I'm gonna drive 19 hours I'm gonna you know take you to Ruth Chris you know there's bitches they say dumb shit but at the same time it's like why like you could literally save all your time and energy not doing that not trying to make fake ass bonds this isn't high school like you don't fly grown ass 
women to a circle and then be like it's going to be a spiritual retreat with vodka and like know that they don't drink or know that you've watched their instagram and they always are this certain person or you you know what i mean like you need to like really think about the expectations that you're putting on to a fucking stranger but i do think that it was a really great way for me and gemini to like really lock in our friendship because after that roller coaster we've had many roller coasters we've rode at the same time together with different people and then them saying two stories to each of us as well. Um, you know, like, I think that's, what's really cool about that is we've already had someone try to play us like a fiddle together in person. Like you internet hoes don't stand a chance. Like I will not give that much energy to this bitch in a way of like, I thank her for that because now I see how crazy it was that like, she's the third woman that I've flown to their hometown. The other two were great. Like I had the tour of new Orleans. I had the tour of Phoenix and all of Arizona. Like I got to do some cool stuff, but some people definitely have ill intentions and they only can be cool with one person at one time. Like they don't know how to coexist in healthy friend groups where multiple people have bonds and connections and there's not drama. Yeah. Did I, did I seem different from your perspective in person versus like who I am? Like, you're Online. so you're so much more chill and like really easygoing in person. Not that you're not easygoing. I just think that like you kind of give the world this like rowdy version of you, and then in person you're just like so chill and like just like really inviting and mothering and like nurturing and like all those things. It's like I don't know. Like when we went shopping and I was like dressing you. I had like such a good time doing that. I was like, this is so cute. And then you were like, oh my god, I would never wear these. And then you're like, those are my favorite thing. Like, <laughs> So like I think that was cool like I don't know I just think you're a lot more easygoing in person than probably people assume about you um because like although you were willing to like knock a bitch out that wasn't your first like reaction and I think some people would think that's your first reaction versus like you trying to like work through it like once we got to the point where it was like no nah, fuck this bitch you were really we were all trying to make it work like we all were trying to like team build and all that and then it just became me and Juber outside like what the fuck do we do like we're we're trying to be as nonchalant and really at that point she stopped communicating with me and Juber and only was talking to you the good and the bad yeah I don't know I don't I don't know if it's like she communicated to me because she needed to keep me like on like making it feel like it was on her side because like I'm the person that she would have had a confrontation with had she had a confrontation with anybody and I think that's like why she doesn't when she wanted to be direct to you she wouldn't do it when we were there because the same way that you are with Juber where you're like oh you're not going to talk to my girl like that I feel like over the whole situation I was like just give me a reason so she didn't want to confront me in front of you because she thought that you would do something. I, that, I, that's kind of my thing is like, I think that's why I also am the only person that she really communicated to when we were there is like, that like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer thing. Well, I think that it really put a lot into perspective for me that like there are people who need to just stay in the like internet arena or like the fan zone. And I don't really call people fans, but like yeah. 
being a weird supporter with weird jealousy and animosity, giving someone money. So then later you can be like, oh, I spent $30 on this stupid hoodie or whatever. Like, I'm not really trying to hear it. Like, that seems very like, I wish I had my own clothing brand.com instead of like, I'm going to actually take initiative and like build something from the ground up and understand my cats are doing I think you're so you're so sweet that you didn't block her number. As soon as we got out of that fucking car at that Airbnb, I blocked her number. Well, I just thought that she might apologize, but she never apologized. Like she never like actually like thought it through. She kind of wrote like a guilt weird message. I don't remember. Did she did she text it to me and say some weird like I don't know. She wrote me. Yeah, she well, she texted you that same day after she got back or whatever. She group texted you and Juber and was like, Gemini blocked my number. And I was like, fuck yeah, I blocked your number, you crazy bitch. Like, I didn't want to like I'm never gonna see you again. I swear to God, this is if you are not new to the podcast, you know I'm very block happy. I don't like confrontation. I like it. It makes me shake. It makes me uncomfortable and not shake because like I'm scared about it, but shake, shake, like I get anxiety and all of a sudden, like I have to be keeping myself in composure so that I don't respond and act a fool and like match you on your crazy ass energy level. And I like resolution to problems. I don't like having to like, pop off about things and I don't like people feeling left out either and so I know that was a huge thing for all of us too was like oh like when she was yelling at me we're like you know the next morning okay well you must just like feel uncomfortable like feel like you're not included how can we make you feel included what are the things that are making you feel this way and then the response is that you're too nice and it's like so that doesn't make any sense. You feel unwelcome because someone's making you feel so welcome. How did you feel about that, Juver? I just feel like it made no sense. Like, I don't know what to do with that. What? Do you, so you want me to be mean to you? You're being too nice, but I'm not having a good time already. Exactly. So she acted like her problem was with Juber because she kept trying to pick the weaker link. And I guess she thought that whenever you were around, I was too strong. So every time that she would like, I would be by myself. But like the weird thing is when she went off on me at at dinner or, or it was breakfast or whatever, whatever it was, I don't even remember what she said. Cause when people speak out of out of turn or overtone, I just black out. And that's why it's dangerous. <laughs> like that's why it's dangerous because now I'm only assessing energy because I don't hear a word you're saying because I'm like not going to absorb people's programs. I'm not going to let someone tell me who I am when I know damn well that I'm not this person or I'm not in it for money or I'm not shady or I'm not stingy or a mean girl or any of those fucking little gaslight things people want to say. Like I don't intimidate people. You're intimidated. There's a difference. There's a difference of me intimidating you and me like wanting to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, you're not doing enough. I'm sorry. You're not happy with yourself. I'm sorry that you're drinking every night and letting negative spirits overtake your body. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I just know that it was St. Patrick's day portal. And this bitch thought she was going to try to kill my vibe. And no, you ain't. And no, the fuck you ain't. And you know, what's crazy is like before that, the universe kept like kind of being like 
are you sure you want to do that kind of thing? Like, it wasn't even like, am I sure? But I guess like I was feeling your excitement and unknown energy. So then I started feeling like something was wrong or like that I shouldn't go almost. It wasn't like I shouldn't go, but it was like, I just went through that really bad trip in February uh, to Detroit where I almost died. You can see the episode around this time last, like earlier this year, February, literally like almost died in Detroit, went to an Airbnb that was a trap house that was like misled, like AI photos of the house with hot tubs and everything attached. And, you know, it was kind of like the same thing this girl did, but I just never saw what I was paying for. I just sent her the money because I trust people to do the right thing. Like I trust people to like be honest because I'm an honest person. So like when all this transpired and it just was like a fucking nightmare, there was like no way that I ever in my life like was taking it personal. Like, even when she was trying to, like, gaslight me or go off on me, like, I was taking this as, like, you're miserable, you are unhappy, you just married someone that you're in the love bombing phase, he has nowhere to live, now he's living with you, like, it makes sense, trust me, why this man loves you so much. But the thing is, is, like, I'm not saying that you can't fall in love and, like, and make it last, but I do feel like some people do it for the wrong reasons, and some people start getting, like, a certain age and think that that means they need to, like, settle down before they get old or I don't know whatever the fuck people do so it's like I don't know what her mixed emotions were but I feel like it was a lot of personal stuff that she was going through and she was like projecting all of that and then she like didn't want to leave her husband because he probably fucked someone in their bed oh fuck <laughs> dirt's all lady I mean anybody whose nickname is dirt <laughs> dirt or my like we used to know a guy used to know a guy that they called him dirt I just spilt my water because he needed to get clean. Um, <laughs> they called him dirt and he did not shower. He did not brush his teeth. He looked like dirty and that's why they called him dirt. So I just can't imagine that anybody whose nickname is dirt in a biker gang that you're pulling bitches. You know, I kind of hope he did fuck someone in their bed because at the same time, she definitely probably fucked someone she she for sure at least one person but I think two while we were down there because I think that it was the the guy who said that he had got counterfeit money which is just a fucking lie and then also um the guy that she saw at the restaurant that used to be her old fling or whatever oh yeah because he texted her because he told us she told us that night that he texted her and was talking about I would fucking do this and that to you. And she was like, oh my God. And I'm like, bitch, you're married. Like, what do you mean? And there were multiple times when we were on that trip. And I remember like both of you making a comment about it to me afterwards that I'd have to be like, you're married. Like, we don't do like, what do you mean? I thought that so many times in my head too about her. You're married. But she didn't act like so. But during all this, so like all this like shit is happening. But at the same time, like we all really were so good at putting that off to the side and like having fun anyways. Like that, like like we all had a feelings about that while it was happening. But like on the other end of that, we genuinely had such a good fucking time together. Yeah, honestly, like I had a really good eye-opening experience, but I had a good adrenaline experience, bonding. Jim and I was cooking bomb-ass food. She bought enough seasoning, like 
the point like she took it home in her suitcase because I was like we can't yeah. throw this away like we need all this we spent like $40 on seasoning but you know I think like once we got all the food going and then she never really ate she was just like running on monsters cocaine uh her vape pen and vodka maybe a little OJ maybe had one s'more did she make s'mores with us that night I don't think she ever came by the fire she didn't make it she didn't make s'mores she sat out there for about five minutes that night and then um I feel like that's when the uh I gotta go because so and so has counterfeit money. Oh, and that's when she left. That was that night after she'd only been sitting out there like five minutes. She definitely went and got her putang wet. Gross. <laughs> like a cat in heat. That's disgusting. I just listen, I just feel like that is I can't do the not. No loyalty. Didn't have loyalty to friends. Don't have loyalty to dirt. The fact that she had in her bio, dirt's old lady, and the fact that she took wedding pictures in a contrary cherry beanie, you can't erase those memories, baby girl. You wore my lime green beanie in your wedding pics in your afterwards, because I think she had a dress on, but then didn't she change it? I think she wore a dress for like five seconds. She did a she did a Covenant Reject sweater and a Contrary Cherry beanie in her wedding photos. You are locked in at so Dark Soul Lady's wedding for life. So that's fine. Yeah. Keep us in your memories, honey, because you're fucking grained in ours. It's scary how people like have no regard for others, especially grown women who would like just not put themselves in that type of position unless basically invited and then kind of like enticed. It was just like a really crazy story that I think solidified mine and Jackie's friendship because at this point we'd only been hanging out for like three to four or five months tops. Like we'd known each other longer than that, but we started hanging I out. Know that. Yeah, we just started hanging out like maybe in October or November of last year, somewhere around in there. Because my mom, when we did those vision boards, it was like in December. And we wouldn't have just done that if we hadn't hung out more. Oh, yeah. Because you met my mom. Yeah, we'd been hanging out probably like just like a year now. And we'd known each other. And she'd been on the Patreon and like all that. But we just bonded. And, you know, when you do readings for people every month and then like I could actually see her in person and we were doing things together, it just kind of really kept our bond locked in. So, you know, we had... Just started hanging out like a lot though. That was our first trip together. That was the first time. And now we've been on several trips. We went to Vegas for her birthday. We went to Michigan for my birthday. Like it wasn't us. It was this homegirl 2.0. And what's crazy though is like that happened in March. And then in April, we had several people go berserk inside of our communities, like really having an all out girl war between like old ass people who should be old and out of these stages. Like once you're over the age of 25, you got to grow the fuck up. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care what your mom did to you, your dad did to you. I don't care what happened to you at all. I don't. Because if you are 25, it's time to grow the fuck up. You don't get to do drugs all the time. You don't get to drink all the time. You don't get to act like a fucking idiot. So when people are like 35, 37, 42, 45, 49, I'm like, 
I have zero tolerance for it. Like zero, because like once I hit 30, I'm on a whole new scale and I don't let people bring trauma into my life. When I was in my twenties, I didn't know any better, but now that I know better, you're not going to come fuck with my head and you're definitely not going to hurt my self-esteem. Cause I feel like that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to like draw a wedge and make you think I was using you or that I was doing like all this stuff. Meanwhile, she don't even know that I done paid for an Airbnb out of my own pocket. So everybody would calm down. <laughs> and then tell Jim and I how to raise her credit. Now she's got all the credit and popping her shit. But this girl just wanted to start drama. When we were over here networking, we were we were supposed to make content. We were supposed to like record doing this, and we didn't get to do none of that. We could have recorded the podcast in person had it been like a chill environment, and it wasn't whatsoever. We could have went live together. We could have made reels. We didn't do none of that, y'all. We went into straight survival mode. We went into the survivors chat on Snapchat, so she couldn't see it. So she wouldn't know that we were texting each other because that's how scary it was because we thought if she left us, now her husband has to come. Gemini's husband has to come from Idaho to like the desert to come save us. Like that's fucked up. My theory is that had I not gone on that trip, though, I think that we would have met anyways, because I think that I would have had to come and get you guys in Utah. Like, I don't I don't think that the way that and I mean that, like, I think that either way we were going to end up meeting on that trip and it was either going to be like that or it was going to be all together. You think that she would have got us out there and been really mad at me and Jackie? I think that she would have treated you both like your weak links and I think that both of you inside of those like situations where she was being really confrontational you guys were quiet and not that like that's just your personalities but I think that she would have just thought that she could treat you guys however she wanted to and I think that she would have been a lot more unhinged than she was and I think that she wouldn't have had anybody to blow up to like she did upstairs to me about you guys. So she would have just been projecting that onto you. And then I think that you would have been like, I want to fucking go. And if you had told me about any of this happening, I'd already been on the fucking way. So and then what was even scarier about all of this, y'all, is that the person that ran the complex that we were renting from was her childhood best friend. So like even when she would act like she was leaving, she would pretend that she was just going down to her cabin because she lives there full time. So that was even weirder because it wasn't even like we could have went to the place and been like, look, we're having issues. You know, what are the options for transportation? Do you all have any emergency like, you know, like connections for companies or people that will drive, you know, people out of the desert in need of that? information like there was like no even like going there and seeing if we could like get another spot then she started trying to act like she paid extra for certain things that we know we sent her the money that she asked for and it's just like really strange to me to be telling people you got a discount but not even telling them what you paid but then giving them an amount and then later saying it's not enough it wasn't enough that she paid extra like what that's a no for me bob there's so much you all and we just want you to know that we're not like this like in person we were all very supportive and just really wanted to like have a good time and it had any moment she'd been like you know I have been being a bitch I want to be cool I'm going to try to do this I'm going to quit drinking today (laughs) then I think we could have had a good time but instead she was like what's the scariest shit that I could do with them while we're out here that might maybe make them reconsider meeting internet friends Well, like if I had organized something and somebody was like 
I absolutely do not want to do that. Miss me with that shit. I want no part of it. I wouldn't then be super pissed off at them and be like, you've, you've ruined the entire trip for everybody. Like, and that's like the reaction that I got. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful that we got time in Salt Lake, just us after we got our Airbnb, like we went shopping, we had lunch. I remember the second that we got in the Airbnb, as soon as we got out of her car and we locked the door behind us, I just started crying. <laughs> I was crying. I think I cried too, actually. I do too. Jim and I was in a room crying, and then I went in there. I was like, "Are you okay?" And then you were like, "Yeah." And you was okay, y'all. It was like it traumatized us all. And honestly, I think I was handling it. When we got the Airbnb, I was like taking care of everything. I got like Jackie rented the car, and we got the the car at the airport, and like. It was just crazy. It was like we dropped our stuff off at the Airbnb and then took a ride to the airport to get the car. It was just like we almost didn't even want her to know where we were staying, but we were afraid for her to like drop us off at the airport like with all of our bags and us not be actually flying out because yes, I did bring like a bunch of shoes and a bunch of clothes because like it's vacation. Like when I go somewhere, I'm not thinking I'm coming to your house and this is like normal and you want to wear sweatpants all day. But like how do you say you don't like me when we both brought the same black craft cult fucking sweatpants bitch like just because mine are the pink ones and yours are the green ones doesn't mean that like they're not the same fucking brand bitch you know like she was just being extra with everything and the more that you point out that she had a problem with me it does make more and more sense because honestly like jackie's my friend you're only there because of me who the fuck are you bitch besides our chauffeur at this point because you're acting like a psycho and then you wanted us to treat you like the chauffeur so fucking bad that we literally had to end up spending about another $700 collectively that we didn't expect to spend because we had to go rent a car for two days so we weren't stuck at an Airbnb that totally smelled like old people oh my god it did smell like old people we did like yeah that was definitely not our our choice uh like that's not the way that we wanted things to go down and the amount of times that like we all had conversations of like, how do we fix this? And like, if you're not feeling included, what are we doing that makes you feel that way? And I do think that, you know, she was also really more concerned about being on her phone with like her husband and other people that I think so many bonding experiences happened that she just missed out on. And she felt some type of way about that. And she was probably, you know, lost in her relationship, but, um, Honestly, even through all of that, I have so much gratitude for that experience. I still don't wish anything bad for her. I hope that she's doing well. I don't think that she's still married, but that's up to her. I just think she goes in and out of like what she likes and doesn't like so quickly. You have no fucking clue what's coming next. And as a partner, I could not be with someone who's like that. If you're, if people are like that in friendships, they're like that in romantic relationships too. They're erratic, they're back and forth, you know? And I think that just deep down, she was like longing for connection and friends and the people who need it the most normally don't know how to understand protect or interact with true connection they don't know how to like actually have friends and that's why they don't so if you're listening to this just like you know understand that meeting people like you gotta meet them where they're at you're not meeting someone that you develop a bond with since you were 12 like you're meeting a literal stranger who you don't know and yes they're going to be different than they are on the internet but i would say at a core a lot of people are going to like show you who they are early on i just think that like 
we only interacted with her a certain amount. She didn't like post content. It wasn't like she does what we do or like any of that. So I think like the most shocking is when we have a guest on who has like a million followers and they're totally different person. Or when we meet someone, we bring them on and then like they steal a bunch of ideas from us and then ask us how to do stuff and then are weird like about it, you know, like. So I think there's like a bunch of different kinds of people where you just don't expect it to be like that. But then like a lot of the times on the internet, you know, we're only posting our highlight reel. And I think, you know, sometimes pictures just ain't enough. Ain't enough. Like if you're going to meet somebody, they better be putting some videos out there because pictures is not a fuck enough. Her house was cute. It was clean. It was super like nice. I was really shocked on like how cute and big her house was. Not in any way. I just like know Utah's a lot kind of expensive in the city because there is a lot of desert land. And so the cities are just expensive. That was a beautiful little house. Yeah. So I knew when she was letting Dirt's old truck leak oil in her driveway that this bitch was settling because <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, hmm. Just taking a mental note. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just going to take a mental note. This person also works for the government. So like it, you know, you got government employees out here acting a fucking fool and handling your laws and money, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) This was really enlightening. I think a lot of people will realize like what that other episode was and just how traumatized we were we never once really talked bad but we wanted to like bring juber on and kind of bring that other perspective in because there were some things i forgot about i know a lot of us like maybe have blocked out some of that trauma because what else can you do at this point thanks for coming on and reliving that with us juber no thank you <laughs> we are like in therapy right we- so grateful <laughs> for everyone. We're so grateful for this platform to be able to express all of our ups and downs in life. And we hope you all enjoyed the clarity and the famous Juber coming on. I know a lot of people have uh, heard that name and now you get to put a face if you're on Patreon and a voice if you're listening to us on all streaming platforms we have a new announcement coming up a real 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 soon of something that's going to be launching in january um january 11th exact so it's going to be exciting we can't wait to tell you all and gemini do you have anything you want to say uh nope we love you bye bye bye